that we're back again, Wes. Another episode of Coffee Pods. How are you yeah, doing? Doing okay. Got my coffee mug. Got ready yeah, to go. I was admiring your coffee mug. For those who can't, obviously no one can see it. <laughs> you, it's a lovely mug. Explain it. Go on. Well, it was Father's Day present and uh, it says Papa on it because in our family I'm known as, uh, uh, actually I'm known as Papa, Papa because that was how our first, our eldest child, granddaughter, our granddaughter, um, she was the time the Clio Renault Clio advert. advert oh yeah, and there was a Nicole. Papa. Oh she, yeah, he caught that, and I got that. Um, and so I kept the name, um, which is much better than my the other granddad who got the name Grampy. So, oh yeah, so Papa is you came uh, out on top there. <laughs> I, got, I got it. Anyhow, that's not really going to help people a lot, but there you go. <laughs> no, that's great. It's funny though, isn't it? Because we all have our own favorite mugs. And oh, I don't yeah. know about you, if I don't drink out of my favourite mug, the drink never tastes quite as good. <laughs> and, and doesn't coffee f- taste wrong if it's in the wrong cup? Oh, definitely. All right. OK, yeah. now, now we've, we've got sorted that sorted. That out. <laughs> Come on. OK, so let's move on to some bigger topics than coffee mugs. Um, OK. At the Christian Healing Academy this month, we're looking at um, obviously healing and the history history of Christianity. Um, yeah. It's quite a big topic. And it reminds me of something you would do maybe at like theological college. Um, <laughs> but we can take a more informal approach while we're here just chatting over our coffee. Um, but the history of Christian healing ministry is quite mixed, isn't it? There's the yeah. good, there's the bad, there's the plain ugly. Yeah. Um, and you have shared some stories before um, from the past as well. Um, yeah. But what's going on here, Wes? Well, you know, it, it's funny, isn't it? Because there there are some great stories. Um, there's a lovely story about uh, Macrina the Less. She is a nun, uh, the sister of Gregory, um, and she, there is a lovely report of a of a, a soldier, um, a Roman soldier, who takes his child to her um, to be prayed for. Because the child basically, we would say, had cancer of the eye and the eye was being just eaten away. And uh, it's a long story, which I, I've told I'll tell on the, um, the academy. But um, she heals the, the healing comes because she takes the child in her arms and kisses the eye. Mm. And you think, oh, my word. I mean, it makes Jesus mixing spit with mud look quite <laughs> tame now um but that and, and people say well where's that must be a made-up story no no it's actually a documented story part of history there are stories of um a, a saint was had, uh, one of the bishops had died a godly man and uh, two blind men come in after the uh the after he's buried and been interred in the cathedral and they lean against his um the, the mausoleum the coffin where he is and they are healed which is very much like the raiders who the the people who throw the body of a man um into the tomb of uh, elisha when raiders come and he comes back to life again and sometimes you look at the history of it and you think really Mm. and and so there but there are some great stories in contemporary church history uh, as well and there are some not so great stories. I was, I was just uh, talking with somebody just uh, earlier today who said they'd been uh, at a healing meeting and it was a it was a very disappointing and negative experience. Not because 
you know, people didn't mean, uh, you know, that, that nothing happened in that sense, but sometimes just the way things are done um, yeah. just hits us as wrong. So, and, and you go through the whole of church history and there are some terrible stories. People ended <laughs> up in court, in prison, um, in the wrong marriage, not because uh, they were the people doing the praying, you know, yeah, and, you, yeah. and you think, oh my word, so how did we get to that? Um, I think the thing, Lisa, is I don't think anybody begins by wanting to be bad. Mm. I don't think anybody says, oh, I tell you what, I'm going to have a healing ministry and really do it badly. Mm. I think something happens on the journey and, and might talk about that. And, and I think one of the other things that is um, some of it goes wrong because success can be very deceptive. Okay. You know, if, yeah. if it looks like things are happening, then people think, well, everything must be right. And yeah. I mean, you know, you, you know, from, as I do from life that, you know, I can have my good moments and have mm. my bad moments as everybody mm. can. So there's a lot sort of going on. You know. Yeah, definitely. I was just thinking as you were sharing those stories from the past um, that we've also got the Heroes of Faith series, which mm. is on our website. So if mm. you're interested in any of the stories or some of the stories that Wes has been mentioning, and there's others as well, um, that's a really interesting uh, little series to go and yeah. check out yeah. and find out a bit more. Um, yeah. But why does it go wrong, Wes? You know, I say that in quotations. I mean, <laughs> doesn't everyone work for the same sort of end? You know, like we're all heading in the same. You said, didn't you? We start. We mean to start. Yeah. So, yeah. so why does it go wrong? Um. Well, yeah, I can. You know, I can pick out a number of reasons. And I think actually, just for for those listening, um, I've learned out of forty-two years plus of ministry that starting well and ending well are equally important yeah you know so it, it's not just how you begin it's actually how you finish and mm. and paul talks about you know crossing the finishing line um well in fact i've got a friend um and when we meet one another um when we leave i say to him and he says back to me i'll see you at the finishing line <laughs> because we intend to finish well but yeah um there's something called the hippocratic oath which is what doctors take Right. which is to say that they will uh, you know, alleviate suffering, whatever, and they will do no harm. That's part of the Hippocratic Oath from a man called uh, Hippocrates. And um, uh, he was uh, a Greek and, and it's part, it's where all the medicine thing uh, finds its roots. But then, of course, there is the similar word of the hypocrite oath, really. <laughs> um, and I love it when um, non-Christians say the church is full of hypocrites. And, and I say, yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, just like the world is full of hypocrites. You know, it, being a hypocrite is not a, a preserve of being a Christian. It's actually because people can get in a place where they literally face two ways at the same time. And so things like um, you pick the, the usual things, um, money, uh, which is one of the reasons why Acorn doesn't charge for any of its ministry because we believe that it should be free. But some people have in church history have tried to make money out of the healing ministry. You paid for your forgiveness in the indulgences in the Catholic church before the Reformation. But before you gang up on the Catholics, actually the Pentecostals, you know, the whole prosperity thing, if you send yeah. us um, this amount of money, we'll pray for you and you'll be healed. And of course, mm. people have done that and haven't been. 
So money is one thing. Um, I hate to bring it up on a podcast, but there are three, money, sex, and power. Mm-hmm. And some people have got deceived into um, thinking that um, the rules about Christian morality and purity didn't always apply to them because they were doing something great for God. Mm-hmm. So God would, would overlook this affair or whatever. And of course, then there was power, people who got caught up in a power trip because everybody gave them adulation um and you know some of them um some of the ministries went wrong because you know people other people believed that they were more than they were yeah and so you can stack all of those things but can i just say that that's not something that's um particularly new to our generation or even in the last century you just read through church history you read through even the early Mm -hmm. church you know and and Paul talks about the super apostles, the people who think, yay, we're really great. Mm. I mean, it's humanity. Um, it's because we're all broken. Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, when you start to acknowledge that, life becomes more freeing um, yeah. as well. You know, you're, you're not trying to live a, a dual life. You, you know, you, you accept God's like grace that. and God's mercy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that, that's a great line, Lisa, about living a dual life, because in a sense, um, one of the difficulties is that you can be one thing in the pulpit mm. and you can be another thing at home. Yeah. And, and I think that dual life of the separating of the ministry life and your personal life um, is wrong. And, and of course, the Celtic saints, they, they had a great, a stronger bond between your interior life and then the exterior um, ex- display of that, which is why they had a great emphasis on prayer mm. and on contemplation and devotion and whatever. Mm. And I guess part of the thing is um, when the healing ministry becomes a bit of a business, yeah, you know, um, and, and the organisation becomes more important than the people. Yeah, cool, thank you. Okay, so then how can we keep true <laughs> <laughs> to the call of Jesus? Because oh. it's... I, I, when I say it's hard, I don't think actually that's the right phrase. It's not hard, but we are living in a challenging culture, aren't we? That's the word. Yeah. 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 I would say it's challenging. I yeah. think, I think one of the things, one of the things that we have to pay attention to is what it really means to be a disciple of Jesus, not, not a church member, you know, um, a, a, a disciple of Jesus. And, and I think, you know, um, somebody said to me once my my spiritual dad said to me once he said Wes if you take care of the depth of your life God will take care of the breadth of your ministry mm. okay so he, he what he was saying to me is if you you know dig deep into God God will ensure that the ministry goes as wide as he wants it to yeah whereas often the temptation is that we can have a shallow life but we want a wider ministry yeah um and and so i think in those terms uh, perhaps we get what well, we do we get tricked into thinking the public thing is the more important than the private mm, mm. i think the other thing is and i know it sounds strange um everybody in acorn lisa will tell you who's on the prayer teams they will tell you they are not a healer yeah and we're very clear about that and uh, though we pray for healing we are not the healer jesus is the healer we are his helpers. Mm. And so I think one of the things that is good for us 
is that we remind one another of that. Uh, we, we don't allow the healing ministry to become personality led. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's not about a special person who comes to do this to us. This yeah. is something that, that um, Morris Maddox, who started Acon, he understood that Jesus entrusted to the, all disciples, not just to the apostles. It started with them, but it went wider. Mm. Um, we do it in team so that nobody can feel that they're, you know, better than anybody else. Mm. But shall I tell you what helps me? Go on. What helps me is to realise that actually um, I can be a, a, a real, you know, um, Muppet as, <laughs> as well as being a servant of God, you know, and never losing. Somebody said to me, never lose, never lose sight of where you've come from. Mm. And though I am, you know, I'm an Anglican priest. I've been in the ministry all these years. Actually, I am a sinner saved by grace. And I and never forget that, that we all needed Jesus in exactly the same way. Yeah. Um, and, and so I think they're things that really help us keep true to the call of God and, and keep it honest, keep it real. Definitely. Yeah. You know. Yeah. That's really helpful. Okay, so one last question that's very okay. specific to the Christian healing ministry. Um, it does feel as though that some people and even leaders, like church leaders, can be quite hesitant or even opposed sometimes yeah. to the healing ministry. Um, why do you think that might be? Well, for all of the above, all the stories, you know, yeah. the, the, the trouble is that you everybody's got a story about somebody who was prayed for and nothing happened or they died or, you know, um, you know, they went off and became a Buddhist or whatever. Yeah, you know? yeah. And, and the trouble is that in, in an effort to keep it real, we don't also focus on the fact that Jesus was the healer. Right. We don't focus on the fact that the early church believed and practiced and exercised the healing, healing in the name of Jesus. We lose sight of the fact that in throughout church history, even the medical missions uh, were done in the name of Jesus, that mm. where medicine and miracle came together. And I think also, and I, I understand it, that leaders want to protect their people from the false, from the people who would perhaps deceive them and trick them and whatever. Mm. We had somebody in our church when we were back in in uh, Essex and uh, they got contacted by a ministry based up in in town who said that if they sent them I think it was 10 pounds at the time they would they would receive a prayer cloth that the famous Christian I won't mention his name had yeah. been prayed prayed over and you know that that would be for their healing and of course they did they really couldn't afford it and they got disappointed. And so I understand why church leaders would want to protect people, rightly so, from that. Yeah. But I would also say the, the antidote to abuse is correct use, not non-use, which is why we started the academy um, coming out of the School of Healing, to help people get better, get more credible, get more honest, mm. but more faith-filled as well about the healing ministry yeah i like that thank you really helpful um okay well let's bring it to a close i think for today 
Okay. And we're going to be coming back together in a couple of weeks' time to be looking at the challenges that we, you know, ordinary, everyday people uh, <laughs> face in the Christian healing ministry. So I'm really looking forward to that. But thank you so much, Wes. And okay. thank you all for listening. We'll catch you soon. Bye-bye. Yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>